Uh, four. Uh, uh, three. Cause I don't know. Can you hear me? I don't yeah. even have headphones yeah. on yet. Yeah. You Yo. sound great. Don't, don't second guess yourself. All right. Yo, think this podcast. I hate both of you, though. <laughs> Episode 93. George, yeah. Ryan, Greg, That's back great. in the building. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I didn't even prepare. Hey. I didn't even prepare a number, but I think Yay. I thought of one. Let, I thought me, of let one. me go first. Go. go. I'm gonna take your thunder. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sue and Dominican Sue. Who didn't think of that? Oh. What you got? Ron Artest. Oh, okay. I got a uh, Dwight Freeney. Okay, oh, yeah. oh yeah. I'm a good. That's good. That's good. Fam. That's good. Fam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a special guest. We're gonna be calling uh, Rich Mays Lopez from uh, the show Full Size Run. I'm sure you guys have watched it. Works at Complex. Uh, talk to I him mean, a little bit. Soul Collector more than anything. So, is what I mean, doesn't Complex own Soul Collector? Yeah, but people would know him from Soul Collector. Okay, from Soul Collector. Um, we doing releases and pickups now? Or should we just... Yeah, yeah. We I, I mean, pickups. you can ask him what he picked up. That's a decent way to start the show. Yeah. Well, then we should have just had him on now. No. Yeah, we call but him? you can do the introduction and then call him. And then, like, we're just talking while... Hey, what's up, Rich? How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And that's the intro. I mean, we should do our pickups. Okay, George, what you got? Nothing. Okay. Right. What's your <laughs> Reigning champ Sold Ultra everything. Boost 3.0. The gray one? The gray one. It's not bad. From Lapstone and right. Hammer. Oh, I thought you said this lobster. <laughs> I don't even know what those are, what they look like. Mystery Grays? Oh, I think that's the store that Rack works at. That's Rack store. Yes. I thought you, I, I thought you were saying, I don't know what that is. Mystery Grays? No, it's like they, a, they look kind of like the gray 3.0 a little bit, but yeah. Raining Champ. Collab. It's like it's like a lighter gray. Mm. Raining Champ collab. <laughs> they're they're clean. I mean, it's not something to. I hope you know you got them for retail or under. But didn't yeah, cop nothing to jump out the window. For. I didn't cop any two hundred shipped uh, retail yeah, free shipping. You know. But I'm gonna tell you this though: what I'm copping those uh that's, that come out this week, dunks uh, the unconstructed dunks. Yes. What? Y'all are smoking sticks, bro. They have no line. They're deconstructed. Hold on. And those are shattered backboard leather. I'm not saying they're not fire. I'm saying you're not copying. You're misunderstanding my shaking my head. Why wouldn't I? You're not going to buy it. Because you always say so you copping and you never cop. I've copped every dunk I've said I was going to cop the new ones, and I took them back. (laughs) But I copped them. (laughs) Is that what we're calling cop now? Cop, you take it back? Yes. Um, I guess my list of 2017 cops should have been longer then because I took a lot of stuff back. You still copped it. Uh, What else come out this week? Flight Jordan 1s? Yep. Flying that shadows, you copping those? Eventually, eventually. You didn't cop the red or the blue ones, so I copped the royals eventually. I'm waiting for that right prey. I'm I'm waiting for wheat ones, shadow, uh, flying it ones, and royal flying it ones. Okay, but breads flew. I got breads. I thought you had royals too. Flew what? Yeah, I got flying it. Yeah, no, he didn't. The bread. Uh, they didn't sat. fly. They sat for a little bit. They, they didn't sit. They're gone. They didn't now. go to the swoosh. Uh, what? Yeah, no, they, they sold did. out. No, no, they were around. They forever. were on the app for a while. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, they were. You probably can get them under retail right now. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I think your mustache is a cloud. Your <laughs> uh, told you, mustache. All mustache is the biggest hit on the show. Oh, yeah. Did you turn? You got to turn them down a little bit. Don't? Which one? The Six. sliders. All the sliders. Just turn them down just a little bit. You just knocked into the camera. Don't? Oh no, his, uh, oh. his um, now my mustache won't be on the screen. His uh, <coughs> his mustache needs his own IG account now. My mustache is our fourth member. Yes, his name is Harry. <laughs> what are we? Dirty Harry. Uh, y'all want to call Rich now? Pause. Or anything yeah. else? Yeah, whatever. Good. Okay. Let's call him. Wait, what a simple buy. He didn't even say all his buys, did he? I think he that's all like I bought. 27 buys? No. Last week, we said I got the Kith Ultra, or the Kith uh, Ronnie's. Oh. Uh, the LeBronies, huh? 
Huh? Huh? Huh? Huh? LeBronies? Huh? When you blocked, it goes straight to voicemail. You want to text them first and tell them you're calling right now? You got to sneak this block. The what? You guys blocked. Mm -hmm. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. He's hitting that ignore button. (laughs) Which button should I hit? The lime or the red? He hit that red button. Uh, huh? Guess we'll wait and see and give him a call. Yeah. Dude, so I, how's everybody's weekend? How's, there, how's your weekend? I am blazing hot. Uh, oh, I thought you just said you were, I thought you were just going to stop it. It was cold outside. First cold day in a long time. Because it rained last night. Yeah, no shite. All right, I'm calling Michael. Turned your, <laughs> turned your front yard into a mud pit. Mm, nah, not really. You're the, you're the dustiest front yard in Phoenix, Arizona. Bruh. In all of Phoenix? Yeah. Hello. Hey, Rich. What up, what up? Hey, what's going on, man? Not much, how you feeling? Good, good, good. Uh, I'm not sure how long you know, you're know you able to be on with us, but uh, we appreciate you coming on talking to us for a minute. Oh, for sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, uh, you know, we just, you know, talk, ask questions, talk about full-size run, complex, things like that, and uh, get your yeah. opinion on sneakers and all that stuff, so. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. We, okay, had, cool. we had some issues with, like, delay before in the past when people calling in. So if you can't hear us, like, immediately, let us know. We'll call you back. All right. So, I mean, I, can, I think I can hear you all in real time. So I think I'm good at mine. Okay. We'll turn the mics up just a little bit just in case. No, nah, not that one. The other ones. No, nah, the first three sliders. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first of all, shout out to Qnell Davis. He's the one that uh, tagged everybody on Twitter. Said that we should have you on. I've always thought about hitting you up to have you on, but I don't know how busy you guys are over there. I know you guys have your own show and stuff. But uh, shout out to him for, yeah, yeah. Uh, for uh, setting that up for us. So that was kind of dope. And I, and, I, and I appreciate you uh, actually coming on with us. So uh, just real quick, you know, we have Rich Mays Lopez from uh, the show Full Size Run. Uh, from Soul Collector. Is it better to say from Soul Collector or from Complex? Or is it the same thing? Uh, it, 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 it's basically the same thing. I mean, it, the Soul, Soul Collector is the brand at Complex. So, you know, it doesn't really matter what you said. It's still like basically the same thing. I'd work for Soul Collector at Complex just to keep it like clear. Oh, okay. Well, that's all good to know. Yeah. Uh, so, if you can, real quick, I'm sure if you don't know who Rich is, you know, from either full size run or just soul collector or anything like that or social media. I mean, you should. If you're into sneakers, you're into things like that, you should just be aware of the people who are, you know, influencers, if you will, in the culture. Uh, but real quick, you know, if you can, how you know, how did the whole process start from like obviously you used to review sneakers with uh kicks in the city. Um yeah. you know, the complex, to soul collector, things like that. How did that whole process start out? Um, so like you said, I I started Kicks in the City back in 2005, I believe. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's about 2005. Um, at the time, it was literally probably one of the first sneaker blogs ever that was just really dedicated to sneakers. You know, at the time, there was like Hype Beast and Slamic Hype and Freshness Mag, and all those blogs touched on sneakers but none of them were solely dedicated to sneakers. Uh, so 
at that time, which hasn't changed even since then, I was copying sneakers heavy. I was probably copying. This was during the like Jordan's like LS days when they were dropping like you know uh, olive fives and right. uh, like core yellow fours and shit. I mean, it was lit back then. Mm-hmm. So I was copying um, at least. At least three pairs a week, you know. I was copying, you know, like at least ten pairs a month, basically, because um, that includes like double. So I copied like, three pairs of the cool gray three and shit. So at the time, I was so heavy into copying and you know going to all these uh, boutiques and mom and pop spots that most, for the most part, don't exist anymore. Rest in peace to all those spots. Um, <laughs> and just seeing like the same people over and over again, and us like engaging in in conversation about sneakers and, you know, and, and hooping and, and, you know, music and all that, you know, we all had kind of like, we were all like, like-minded and had similar interests. So I said to myself, you know, I should let me create this, this blog to kind of cater directly to those people that were really just, um, you know, heavy into sneakers, you know, and had an interest in, in sneakers, but also like the bigger culture around it, because uh, you know I had discovered Nike Talk back in like I'm trying to figure out when this was maybe 2001, when the black red 11s like came back and Nike Talk, and like I, I was probably on Yahoo at the fucking time or whatever the search <laughs> engine was back then, <laughs> or like or whatever like Ask Jeeves or some shit, and it was like. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> For real though, that's anyway, and um, you know, trying to because like, I was up in I was up in the college, I was up in school, and at that time I was like removed from it because I was tucked up upstate and there was no fucking culture up there. But like the kids that went back home to the city, because I'm from New York, the kids who were you know who I ran with that went back home to the city always came back with like the fucking retros on, like the infrared sixes and and uh, like. Uh, Bugs Bunny ate and shit. And I was like, what? I was, like I said, I was tucked up in the middle of nowhere. So when I saw him come back with these sneakers, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Right. <laughs> because I didn't even know that these shits were coming back. And then all of a sudden you're on campus with these sneakers. And I'm like, this shit blew my mind because it took me back to when I first started collecting. Anyway, so I discovered Nike Talk then. But Nike Talk was fucking amazing, first of all. It started everything. But <laughs> it was so product-focused and it was so about, like, when and where and how that my whole angle when I started kicking city was to really expose people to more of the, that, but also like the people. So back when I started kicking city, you know, I was good and still am with DJ Clark Kent. So, you know, I did videos with him. I was uh, good with Sean McBride. So I did videos with him. Um, I used to work for Jeff Staple. So I did videos and interviews with him. So that's tight. It was important for me to um, expose people to the to the culture behind it and the people behind it. Because to me, the people are more important than the products. So fast forward, I did Kicknessity from 2005 to 2000 and I want to say 14, 15. And throughout that time, I ran it myself. Or I wrote every every blog post, thousands of them, and I published videos weekly. Uh, or monthly with the KATC stockroom, which was like the first of its kind, like kind of unboxing type thing. Right. And um, as as often as I could with, you know, people sitting down with them, 
um, and interviews. And then through that, I worked with Nike for a little while. I helped them develop their first um, podcast ever with Nike Basketball, where I was like, I interviewed like LeBron and Kobe and Russell Westbrook, and then that turned into like a traveling show where we like did that in Foot Lockers and with like in front of a studio audience, and that and that became like a video series. So all of that led me up to the point where I got to the end of the road with Kicks in the City because as a one-man band who had been doing all these things for damn near a decade. One, I was basically washed at that point. Like I just didn't really have that much energy in me. And two, two, I felt that I had taken um, the blog as far as that could go, as far as it could go with one man and one budget. And I <laughs> wanted to go somewhere that I would have more resources, a bigger team, you know, more, more people to, to work with and collaborate with and ideas. And basically when the complex slash soul collector opportunity came uh, came to me via people that I already knew at Complex. That was basically what I was looking for. Obviously, Complex is a hundred, like, I don't even know, maybe 500, I don't know, a ton of fucking people over there. Uh, huge company <laughs> with four stories in, in the middle of Times Square. Um, our soul collector team is, is small, it's six strong, but it's much better than one. And... Um, it just made sense for me uh, to land over there with given what my goals were. I mean, I always wanted to do, uh, you know, a speaker podcast like you guys have or, you know, like we have with, with Full Size Run. Right. Uh, you know, the, the things that we're implementing now and so forth, I'm not saying that they're, they're my ideas, but what I'm saying is that these are things that I always wanted to do. So now being able to have the resources and the team to, to put these things in place, like it, it made a lot of sense for me to go over there. You brought up uh, Staple earlier. Did you work at like actually yeah. at Reed Space, or have you ever worked in, so, in retail? Or how did you build your relationships when you were growing up? Because you said you're copping like doubles and triples and stuff. Yeah, I still have them too. So, um, to answer your first question, no, I never worked at Reed Space. So this is this is a crazy story that no one knows that one. Excuse me, no one really knows about. And one day, hopefully, I can I can. I can tell the story even in further. So Exclusive. Jeff, uh, I know Jeff just from copying sneakers. You know what I mean? Like he's a sneakerhead. Jeff is a real deal sneakerhead. Like, right. Obviously he's a worldwide design icon now and he's done collaborations with some of the biggest brands around the world. But I, first of all, I knew Jeff before that, but second of all, he's a real deal sneakerhead. Like, you know, there are people in this industry, in this industry and in this culture that will tell you that they're sneakerheads and really not. Um, there are people in this culture who don't pretend to be, who don't pretend to be sneakerheads and that's even better, but Jeff is ahead through and through. So that's how we connected. But what Jeff did was he created a basketball league called the Nike recess federation. And that, uh, league, uh, was, was built for at that time, way back when 2006, 2007, like influencers, and I hate using that word, but that's what it was, influencers in, um, like pre-influencers, influencers in the, um, in New York. So it was like uh, people that you, people whose names you probably know now were in that league then. So like, Kais Omar. Kais Omar. Say it again. Kais Omar. Say it again. Kais Omar. Like who? <laughs> 
So Jeff Staple is responsible for the sneaker con basketball games. We can blame him for all the all the all YouTuber con and everything now is what you're telling us. Um, <laughs> we did. I think we, what we did was on a whole a whole nother level. Right. <laughs> no disrespect. Though. Well, I'm so guessing like you're talking about like Russ was involved and people like that, right? Is that what you're talking about? Like Russ uh, Bankston and folks in like the, that. Yeah, like no? no, it was like, no respect to Russ either, but it was like it was way much higher level than I was at the time. So it was like Dao Lee Chow, who's like the founder of public school. Um, he oh, was okay. in that. And gotcha. then and then Jacoby, who was like the who's on Jalen and Jacoby's show, like he was oh, in there. Okay. And uh, it was like, you know, again, like but me compared to a lot of these guys, especially Jeff Staple, like these guys are now making like <laughs> massive moves right. um, but Jeff has always been and will always be ahead of his time so we were all hooping in that league anyway so the, it, I, I hooped in the first year and then the second year I couldn't hoop so I became like the league's uh, writer like I wrote for the league I, I um, did interviews with players after the games I like had like a video set up for them so I worked with Jeff from there and then anyway to answer your question about retail so, and this is, this is a crazy story, but I never worked at a sexy retail spot, like a boutique or even a mom and pop spot. I got my start at retail working the shoe department at Marshall's of all places. Um, and obviously that's, there's nothing sexy about that, but um, sneaker, sneaker retail, shoe retail, sneaker retail, shoe retail, no matter what, no matter where you're working, you still have to know your shit and sell, you know, and sell shoes and sneakers. Um, but then... What I did when I did start when I started kicking the city, I no lie spent at least four to five days out of a seven day week. I would say five days out of a seven day week in a sneaker store, whether it was Recon at the time or A Life or Read Space or Classic Kicks or uh, Clientele or Atmos or any any spot in New York. I spent hours upon hours upon hours in these stores, chopping it up with the people who work there, chopping it up with uh, people who came into cop sneakers. And although I didn't work at those spots, like I might as well should have, because I was like, you know, I, I, I was in recon for so long that at some point they were like, yo, you just start opening these boxes. <laughs> you know, like, put these on, you know what I'm saying? Like, put right. these on the shelf. You know what I mean? Cause like, it gave me access to the product because I was able to take pictures of the product before anyone else did because no one ever thought about going to the store to take pictures, which was crazy. Right? Um, but, and, then, and, and to give them back, you know, what they were giving me, I basically worked there as well. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I met Sally, who was on the, a, a full-size run show a couple episodes back. He used to work at A-Life. Yeah, I've been trying, um, to, I've been trying to get him on here. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sally, Sally if you guys can get him on, he Arkansas can say he's he's another head and really dope dude. So anyway, Ohio. I'm being long winded and all, but either way, that's how um, I met Jeff. Well, it's crazy because I mean, how you describe how you describe you know your way to build relationships, being in those sneaker shops. It, it sounds like that yeah. classic barbershop feel where you just go and you just kick it. Hundred percent. You know, you're not copping. You, you might have copped something that week, but you know, you just go there. It's just tradition to go chop it up post up for a minute and your face is just yeah there. and 100 percent. And, and, and to be honest with y'all i never or i mean i say never because i mean it could have assisted my memory i rarely asked them to hold me down or to even cop from those stores that was not the purpose 
the purpose was to build 100% just to talk with people, get a better sense of the culture, and also help build the site and the brand. So uh, it was like, like you said, 100% barbershop talk. Like when I was talking with Sally, you know, he used to hoop in Ohio at the same time that, that LeBron was hooping. So we talk about that. Um, you know, Spencer Fujimoto, who used to work at Recon, who's like an OG skater, we used to talk about, you know, him coming up as a skater and shit. It was always just about, it was always just like love. It was always just culture. It was never about sneakers like that. Like, I wasn't hanging around them to get sneakers. That's just corny. I mean, we've had, you know, like Premium Pete on. We've had... Oh, know, that's my man. Yeah, that's that's my guy, dude. We've had some really good people yeah. and they always give us that story. And that story of you talking about being in these shops, like the classic barbershop, it's funny that yeah. you, when you tell that story, it gives us, we're older sneakerheads as well, and it gives us that feeling of For like, sure. dang, I forget that, that feeling. Can that happen today? I feel like, I feel like, no. I feel like sneaker shops have like transcended above just being for the people. And if you're that guy hanging out in the sneaker shop all the time now, you're strictly looking for a hookup on like a Yeezy or something like that. I mean, I would, I, I would, I would agree with you there, but the, the, the painful you know, reality of that is that sneaker stores don't really even exist anymore. I mean, yes, they exist. Like in New York, you still have Kiss and you still have Atmos and, you know, A-Life, but are, they might as well not even exist because today's sneaker consumer is really just focused on what they can cop online. Like they're not going to stores, right? I mean, like, no, not really. Really? I mean, like, you know what I mean? They're trying to get their Yeezys all confirmed. Right. Or they got a, 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 a Shopify bot to cop, you know, off some <laughs> fucking Shopify site. And, um, or they're trying to cop, you know, resell, you know, on IG or Twitter. So I, to answer your question, no, I don't think that could ever happen. Not ever, but I don't think from what I'm seeing right now it could ever happen again because there's no central hubs for people to congregate at. Like, where are we going? Where, where are we going to go talk at? Where, like, I think that's Where supposed to be. I think that's what's supposed to be like a sneaker con is supposed to be. It's not yeah, that. Yeah, but the thing about that, no, it's not because the thing about it is like even the sneaker stores that exist nowadays and sneaker cons, these are all transactional relationships. These are all based on copying. You don't yeah. go to sneaker con to chop it up with people. You go to sneaker con to sell some shit. Or buy some shit. Exactly. You might go there and and fucking shake Ty's Omar's hand or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because like <laughs> I see that people like line up to do that. And that's not the shock to him. This is what I'm seeing. Right. Um, yeah. Or or some other influencers hand. Um, but they're not people. I don't even know if people know how to talk to each other at this point in in 2018 because they're so used to you know operating online. But again, yeah. like and and you Ming who started um, SneakerCon. Is my man too? Like you know, he gave he actually gave me my first job with Nike, um, and he's of the culture too and ahead. Um, and I'm I'm sure that was his intent when he started SneakerCon to create a physical meeting place for sneakers. But it's just become more of uh, a mirror of the culture as it exists today, which is just transactional relationships. I want to cop or I want to sell. That's, basically it and i think that's you know that's a good point that's where everything's moved to and <clears throat> i mean we talk about like obviously how if you're of a certain age camping isn't acceptable anymore but i mean back when okay. like back when we would camp out like part of the cool thing was just sitting there and like 
you'd see guys that you'd saw the past five, six campouts or guys that you only saw when you would go to campouts and you'd go to Nike at midnight or 5 a.m. that morning and see like a bunch of homies that you only saw on Saturday mornings from 5 a.m. to you know, 9.30 when the doors open and go get breakfast or whatever, and you'd build those relationships that way. And, and even that doesn't exist anymore because, like you said, anymore you're signing up for a raffle online. You show, yeah. up to, you show up when the doors open, you walk in, you pay, and you walk out, and you go about your day. It's like everything today is instant gratification. Everything. And the transaction is done. You go in, you put your money down, you leave. Mm-hmm. Well, we've, there's no, there's... we've talked about it before where – if you are say you're you camped, you're waiting in line, or you want a raffle or something. Yeah. I mean, probably a raffle is a bad example, but you can't waiting in line. You can't even try it on anymore and right. see if you can get like oh, hell if no. you need a, di- a half size difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's we talked about yeah. that on show before. It's crazy how that is a thing now. You know what I mean? You can't even figure out what your true size is. You can't even go into a store now and say, "Hey, can I just see what it looks like?" No. There's a lot of times that I'll buy stuff off sneakers, and I'm like, "Yo, it looks fire from the internet." So, you know, Soul Collector. The apps, all the blogs, the sneaker looks fire. I get it in hand, and I'm like, yo, this joint is trash. Yeah. I got to take it back yeah. to the outlet now. And they're like, you know, was there anything wrong with it? No, you know what? You wouldn't let me see it. It's trash. Like, you didn't let me touch it. You didn't let me see what the material is. You didn't let me feel it or try it on. So I had to just cop quick because everybody wanted to cop it. So I just had to cop. Just had to pay. Cop it. Got it in the mail. Like, this is garbage. And I took it back. That's it. That's but, I mean, can you? But think about that, though. Can you? Yeah, but you you can't even get that far because can you even go to a sneaker <laughs> store and cop sneakers? Like, can you no. do that? Can you, you really can't anymore. Cop well, when you even talk about again? when you talk about being in like the store and building that relationship, like we talk about all the time. Yeah. We've all been to New York a few times, and you know we live in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Arizona culture and New York culture is way different. When we look on the internet and we see people outside in New York weather fighting or in a line. That's foreign to us yeah. now. Nobody, oh, okay, okay. nobody is in a line. Well, we don't have enough stores here for right. camping and stuff yeah. to happen. I mean, we have uh, Undefeated here that opened last year, I think, and a couple right. other boutiques, but that's okay. about it. So then when okay, – okay. so then I will say this. Like, um, I feel like when we talk, we talk about Kith, we love Kith. We go inside of Kith. Kith makes you want to spend money. Okay. But I can honestly say when I go oh, in Kith, sure. when, I, when I go in Kith, I don't feel like I could hang out and chill. Like, I don't feel like I can hang out oh, and say, no, no. yeah, like there's nobody in there who wants to talk to me. Like <laughs> if I, if I sit in there and be like, yo, what's up, bro? You know, how you doing? You know, which, you know, they'll look at me like, oh no, out, the employees know. were angry. I've been in there twice and, um, they look like they're being bothered when you're talking to them or whatever. Yeah. And I don't blame them. Cause I, oh, I've never, right. I've never been in Kith empty. Like I've never seen a Kith store empty anytime I've ever been in it. The Nike side with the snacks now, the cereal, the regular side, it's just people um, you can't even tell who worked there because all of us are dressed the same. Like, I don't know who works there. <laughs> like, it's just hand over hand. They just bring out boxes and, you know, whatever. And that's fine. You know, like I said, we love kids, but you can't build that relationship with anybody without, because, like you said, you got Atmos, you got Kith. These stores yeah. have become almost concepts. Yeah, concepts. They've become almost. Um, What's it called when you travel? Actually, I, I'm not, I haven't been in concepts, but I've dealt with their customer service and they're really good. Um, I bought some stuff before them from them and it shipped without, you know, one of their special releases and it's supposed to come with something It shipped without it in the box and they're on it immediately and ship it like the next day. So I don't know how they are in the store, but right. And it's not, and I'm not talking about their customer service. I'm more talking about like, just like, Hey man, what's going on? My name is Greg. You know, they're not, they don't care. They, I feel like sneaker shops have become like Kith to me is a, uh, like a destination. What's it called? 
you know, you go, you go to visit, not a transporter. Tourist town? A tourist. tourist they, they become a tourist attraction now. Oh. You go to Vegas, you want to go to Urban Urban Necessities. You want to go to, you go to New York, you got to go to Kith. Like, yeah. you know, it's... it's. I, I mean, as you're saying, though, I, you know, I, I, you can't really blame them just because... Oh, right. It's not their fault. Like, that's the energy they're getting. You know what I'm trying to say? So right. It's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not their fault. And I, and I also want to take it back and say, like, listen... Uh, you know, I come from a different era, or we come from a different era, but I just want to make it clear, though, that I'm not hating at all. I'm just explaining how it was different. Oh, no, no, no. Every generation, yeah, yeah every generation has their own thing, and this generation is, um, you know, internet-focused and, and doesn't really care about, you know, like, making friends, whatever. That's fine with me. I mean, I, I don't really care. That's that's fine with me. All I'm just saying is that, you know, it was different. The the way it was back then allowed me to get to the point that I'm at today. Don't that's, you, that's what the story is. But you being, so, you know, just talking, kind of going back to like full size run, I will say that yeah. on the show, and we don't know the dynamics of like a show like that. So, and I will say you are sure. definitely who I would consider the most um, as opinionated as you can be. And I don't know. Sure. So I hate that you being of the culture, having to even explain that you're not hating. Like, it's so asinine. <laughs> it's the most asinine thing to say, like, bro, I get it. You know, I get why it's like it is now. And it's not hating. It's just telling people how it used to be. And it's a little hard to adjust the way it is sometimes now. Like, like you guys said on one of the episodes, it's almost impossible to cop. Like, it's not. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a task. Like, it's like. And it's just not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> no. like, let's, be, let's keep it 100. Like when you when when you get a sneaker now, like we got I got cause, you know, black cause. When I got that raffle, oh. I actually felt a little different inside. Uh, and I don't even know why. Like oh, yeah. biggest product dropper. Well, you know, well, I you mean, mentioned cause every episode. Them we know cause, you got cause. Black cause fours are fire. All right. Nobody could deny that. Yeah. But to fact that like I get an email and it says, <laughs> Congratulations, you get to give us three hundred fifty dollars. Is insane. Like, oh no, it didn't even say congratulations. You get to it. Said congratulations. You just yeah, we gave took us, it already. You yeah, just we gave took us three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, that's what it said. Congratulations. We already took your three hundred fifty dollars. You're going to get a shoe. And it said it'll be shipped in ten days. All right. It didn't even say like. It's still a still a still a blessing. Right, and it's still and it is. But the thing that I have to call copying a sneaker and going to work every day and giving my money a blessing is insane. Like it's insane. It's crazy. All right. Uh, but going back to full size run. So like. How does starting a show like what was the decision in starting a show like that versus bringing back like Quick Strike? You know, I remember Quick Strike used to be on Complex and things like that. How come you guys didn't go with another version of that? Or you know, well, I, that I can't speak to too much because I wasn't working at Complex at the time that Quick Strike um, was operational. Oh, okay. Um, also, Quick Strike is, and this is where it gets weird. Quick Strike is a Complex show while Full Size Run is a Soul Collector show. So it's two different, you, know, you work with two different brands. Um, also, I just think that uh, the content angle is a little different, whereas um, I think that we are a little bit more uh, opinionated and also, uh, I don't want to say controversial, but maybe controversial just because of the way you look at it, but a little bit more opinionated, a little bit more frank, a little bit more uh, open to uh, offending our political connection away. You know, right. like we're not afraid to speak our mind. I'm not saying that the guys on 
on on Quick Strike weren't, but that wasn't the goal of their show. Right. Their oh. show, the, you know, the, the angle or the idea of the show wasn't to do that, whereas the angle or the goal of Full Size Run is to do that. So they're two different shows. And Quick Strike and Full Size Run can exist together because they're two completely different shows. But to answer your question, I have no clue why Quick Strike doesn't exist anymore. I, that, again, that was before my time, and that's a conversation for like a complex like a complex speakers employee, which I'm not. Okay. Does complex get into any of that competition type type stuff? Like, would they have issues with, I mean, obviously not since your show's going on, but no, I mean, you know, wealthy is Matt wealthy. Who's on, who's one of the three hosts right. of full size run is a complex speakers employee. So he crosses over to talk to, you know, to work with us on soul collector. Right. So there isn't uh, a competition in that sense. Um, Russ Bankston, obviously, who is an OG in the game um, and was on Quick Strike, works with us too. Like we, we shoot ideas back and forth. Uh, even you know Joe Lapuma, who's obviously the host of Sneaker Shopping. Every time that he does uh, an episode with you know a Sneaker Shopping episode, he'll reach out to us as the pool of of Soul Collector and Complex Sneakers for you know. Um, I wouldn't say help, but for like any questions that we might want to ask that would help us uh, inform our narrative, either on full size run or on the news post or whatever. Um, oh, that's dope. You know, like for instance, like on the Eminem one that he had, like I, I think I had like two questions in that one. Um, it's also like stuff that like I wanted to, if I was fucking interviewing Eminem, I would ask him this shit. So <laughs> Joe is, you know, opens, opens that door for us. So it's, it's very collaborative. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that there's no competition because, you know, we are dealing with a bunch of, like, you know, sneakerheads who are, like, right. I think competitive by nature. Um, but it's also very collaborative. There's, well, no, there's no problem. But, I mean, like, management wouldn't stop anything. That's kind of what, like, where I'm... Management wouldn't stop what? Like, stop uh, a competing show or if there was another idea to do similar... Th- like, between you and Quick Strike. Full size run and Quick Strike. Or if Complex wanted to, like, no. if Complex wanted to start up a show that was similar to yours, like there wouldn't yeah. be any kind of like, hey, we're going to pull the plug on this because we're going to move it to Complex. I, you know what, I couldn't. I, I. That's a great question because I couldn't <laughs> even like fathom that. Right. I mean, I don't know why they would, but I guess it could. Shit, I mean, they could do whatever they want, but right. um, <laughs> I don't. I don't see that. I mean, I don't see that happening just because, uh, like. Why would you? But yeah. I mean, anything can happen. Or yeah. like if Soul Collector wanted, you guys could hire Joe Budden. He's <laughs> 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 well, crazy. You know don't have a bag like that. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, when you talk about competition, I mean, you know, our show is, I mean, the basis of our show since episode one, this is episode 93, is this, we're regular, oh, we're regular three sneakerheads. We're literally consumers. We just got off work and we come do this yeah. every single week. Now, we so, literally say whatever we feel like. Like, it's not even a so, question. We have more enemies than I can even imagine. <laughs> like, I'm I'm supposed to get the exactly. fade. I'm supposed to get a fade, you know, a few times. So, I <laughs> mean, um, these are facts. Like, these are... But email. imagine giving someone a fade over sneakers, though. That's, that's the thing. Anyway. That's the thing that, like, I hate. Like, I get it. <laughs> so, we, we talk about, like, music and stuff like that every once in a while just with friends. I understand yeah. when you can critique something like music, but when people get upset when you critique a sneaker, I find it to be Ridiculous. so 
crazy because it's an inanimate object. It's just a thing. And if you say them joints are whack, it's almost blasphemous. Like it's almost like incredibly insane. And I don't understand. I mean, every I mean, SneakerCon, they hate us. Everybody hates us. So <laughs> Um, and we're fine with it because I will not come here with my friends and not be able to say what I want. There are times I watch Full Size Run, and I wonder if there's a little bit more that you have to say, that you want to say, that you sometimes hold back on. Um, you know what? I, I think that there, there might be. I won't say that there isn't, but, you know, and that's not, and I'm not saying that just because, like, I don't, I, you know, it, it, I don't know if you guys, you know, I don't know if you guys see this, but it's basically what you were saying too. It's like, you know, uh, people for some reason in sneakers take <laughs> tend to take things very personally, very right? personally. And I don't, and I don't understand why, because again, like it's just sneakers. And if I tell you a sneaker is whack, I'm not saying that you are whack as a person for liking it. I am saying that right. I am personally, I am personally offended by the sneaker. I don't give a shit. If you are, that really makes no sense. That really makes you know, it's really no no makes no difference to me because you are not like buying it for me, and I, I'm not buying it for you. I'm saying right. that I you know I don't like it. Um, but the point is like, am I holding anything back? I, I'm not saying that I'm not, but I'm also I will say that I try not to. You right. know what I mean? I, or maybe I, I I I tread the finest of lines where I'm able to speak my mind and offend you know, 10 people instead of 10,000. But, you know, I, I try my best to be as real as possible because I don't really know any other way. If I do censor myself, it's not intentional. You know what I mean? It's maybe like, maybe I don't get to that point, but it's definitely right. not, not intentional. And it is I do think though that, I do think though that there are, because of the nature of the show and because of what we produce, there are things that we can't talk about because we just don't get to it. Like mm -hmm. we don't have the time or um, it doesn't fit in with that show's theme or whatever, what have you, you know, obviously if you go to socollective.com, you know, we post seven times a day, seven days a week. That's what 49 article or 49, seven days, seven, whatever the fucking math is. And um, <laughs> we could talk, we could literally talk for fucking hours, but you got to pick and choose. So there might be some things in the cutting room floor that we don't talk about that I would like to speak my mind on, but we just don't have the time about, to, to get to it. And the fact that like we have to mention opinion and offending in the same sentence when it comes to sneakers is crazy. It's crazy because I mean, it's like amongst the three of us, like we all have very, like we like most of the same stuff. But for instance, this past week, I bought the um, Ronnie Feig uh, lifestyle stained glass um, Long LeBrons. Live the Long live the Kings. Mm -hmm. And I love them. Mm -hmm. suck. But Greg and George <laughs> hate them. And Greg told me yesterday to sell them and that I would thank him later for it. Yeah, I mean, you can't. But I love the shit. <laughs> yeah, but, but I don't understand how you can like something that's, it looks like a soldier LeBron. And you don't own a soldier LeBron. Like, it doesn't, I don't understand. I've seen the dustiest Soldier LeBrons at the gym yesterday. Soldier LeBrons are trash, period. When you have a sneaker that's built for a man that's like 6'7", 285 pounds, and we're all... I think they're built for Ohio State's off of the line. Yeah, though. they're like... <laughs> even bigger. And I know you're not going to wear those. That's why I say I don't like them. Now they're you built for buying, actual soldiers. Now, <laughs> that's why they're called now, soldiers. Now, you buying the entire Gatorade pack, 
I just don't understand it. Like, that's what I don't get. Like, the Gatorade one pack is utter nonsense to me. Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't understand the point of it. You just have the money just to do whatever you feel like. I told you. I'm going to wear one one purple one, and I'm going to wear one no, orange one. I'm going to no, wear Steve Nash jersey. I'm going to go to the Suns game. No, you're not. You're not doing that. <laughs> um, so, you know, talking, you know, it's funny. Well, wait, you, I was going to ask because he was talking earlier about at least I th- heard you talk about um, before you got into the show. Did you know Welty and Brendan before the show? Like, well, you guys are buddies, hang out. Yeah. Kind of thing? So Welty, I actually um, in the in the between time between uh, when I left Kingston City and came on to Soulcraft to Complex full time, I wrote for Complex sneakers, and Welty was kind of like I was freelancing, and Welty was kind of like I guess the editor there at the time. So I would send in my stories like to him. So I knew him from there. And then Brendan used to work at Sneaker News. Um, and Sneaker News was started by Yu Ming, right. Um, right. who also started Sneaker oh, yeah. Con. Cats, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like it's a small, it's like a small world. How long is Brendan keeping his mustache? And, and Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hey, yo, he got, he got, hey, that, yeah, he got to cut it to that look. He got to cut that joint. Well, hey, mustaches Ryan, are in. Well, Ryan on our show has a mustache similar. So. No, it's worse. Well, we're we're in, we're we're a, we're a sneaker podcast. You know, we're on YouTube and we're on iTunes and all that stuff too. And like, I'm just we're just competitive as well. And we like to feel like we're competing against every other podcast and show out there. It's just the nature of it. But and, but my but, mustache but, is better. But, but Ryan's mustache is better than better than uh Brendan's than Brendan's. So just, just so he knows. He, I mean, we, we might have to discuss that. <laughs> no, it's better. Enough. I mean, he looks like a character from Tombstone. Well, we're in the Wild West. <laughs> I, have have, I have to have a bigger mustache. He with looks a curl. like Wild Bill Hickok. I mean, if y'all mustaches collided, <laughs> pause. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this joint though. Brendan came back in 2018 with the brolic joint. I don't know what happened. Like he, that shit grew like exponentially over the break. So when when full size run comes back in 2018, we haven't really, we haven't done any any new episodes yet. But when he, when we come back in 2018, you're gonna have to take that challenge up again. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, so let's talk about this. So you tweeted today, and I don't know if this was a past episode that like I didn't. Uh huh. It's the tweet that you said <laughs> this was tweet? this was one of your favorite episodes or is a good episode with oh. Money Kicks. Oh yeah, the look on your face. Yeah. By okay. Way. Okay. Why is that? Okay, I don't know how to really ask. This, yeah, because I thought. Okay, all right, go ahead. Go how ahead. do you? How, okay. Okay. Well, first of all, why is that one of your? <laughs> one, why is that one of your favorite episodes? Like, I, like I'm gonna be real with you. You guys gotta you gotta watch it because the sh- like you know what it was. Absolutely mind blowing, mind blowing. This like opened up a part of the culture that I have never been exposed to, that I didn't know existed. Okay, not you sneaker know, culture, right? Be, say it again. Are you talking to open up a part of sneaker culture? Uh, sure. I mean, hold on, make some sense. So I come, I come from extremely humble beginnings, right? I don't, you know, it took me right. a while to get my first pair of like actual sneakers. I was rocking. Fucking, you know, favor or whatever, pay less specials for years. Right. My family could afford a pair of Jays. Um, but this kid, you know, is came, was born into billions of dollars. Man. Billions. And the things that he is talking about and has access to are things that I can't fathom ever, like ever having access to because of the amount of money that he was lucky enough 
to be to be born into. So when you say like the culture, the thing about it is like there are a lot of very wealthy and not rich, fucking wealthy kids around the world that are into sneakers on whatever level you want to say, or, you know, like you, you could be, you know, culturally on whatever level you want to talk about it, that are just living a lifestyle that I cannot even dream of. So the reason why it was one of my favorite episodes was because one, the shit that he is talking on that episode is out Outlandish. The kid's lifestyle is outlandish. Two, oh, you talking about he? He's just talking about his like daily life and stuff like that. Yes, yes, okay. his okay. daily life. Exactly, not the sneaker shit. His okay. daily life is outlandish. The people he talks to, the amount of money he has, the resources he has, the things that he does is just out of control. So just hearing like about his life is out of control. And second, um. Like I said, it exposed me to a level of person and a level of young sneakerhead that I would have never, ever come in contact with. Like, if you go on YouTube now, which I'm sure you guys do, and check out all these videos that these or these lives that these kids are doing, you know, these kids are fucking rich, man. Loaded. Oh, we've like, seen them all. Loaded. I sent, yeah, I sent, them, I sent them. I sent them one yesterday. One of them did a vlog like late like and it was called My Richest Friend. This kid rolls up in a what did I tell you it was? Like a a limited edition Ferrari or Lambo something. or something. Anyways, yeah. it was like he got it for his 18th birthday. Like a half million dollar supercar and it's this kid's 18th birthday present. Like I couldn't even imagine what that is Crazy. like. Like I I was so stoked to buy a Cadillac CTS Coupe V6. Like, I was ecstatic <laughs> when I got that. And I could not imagine getting a $500,000 Lamborghini gifted to me. Okay, see, okay. Well, in no, that clip, hold, though, hold up. But in that clip, in the clip that you guys saw that I tweeted, right. Brendan is talking about how he doesn't understand, um, like, the whole wrapping these cars thing. He wraps them like in a Supreme one. Yes. Easy oh, yeah, one. that's trash. Yeah. And, um, well, listen, you gotta watch the show. But anyway, okay. So, <laughs> Let's see. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. Let me finish. So the idea, so what he goes on to explain is that he was, and this is in the clip. Um, he was in his jacuzzi in one of his houses in France, in Paris, oh, and God. surrounded by hookers. Just decided, just decided that he wanted to wrap one of his dad's cars in the Supreme wrap. Called a 3D printer and basically got it done the next day. That's what's in that clip. Could you imagine that lifestyle? No. no. I okay. Right, I my fucking mind. I get that. That's <laughs> just like okay. I get the allure of looking at someone's lifestyle like that. But when yeah. I hear your story about humble beginnings and hanging out at the shops and doing all this yeah. stuff in order to get to where you were. It, yeah. it, I'm not going to lie to you. It low-key irritates me that this is somebody who is idolized by many for sneakers. When you're that rich, Listen. you can buy anything you want in the world. So to me, it's not a real – you're not really a part of the culture. You're just rich. It's almost like Staley. You said Staley came on and Staley said that a lot of these yeah. rappers – a lot of these rappers aren't real sneakerheads, but I bet they have all yeah. the sneakers – to me, I don't look sure. at him as a real sneakerhead. I look at he can just do whatever he feels like. Now, 
taking the sneakers away from his lifestyle and just talking about just being rich, it's it yes, it's the most amazing thing ever. Like it's amazing yeah. that somebody could be that rich. Separating that from that, so I, that's what I'm trying to say. There's two parts to that interview. The first, uh, you know, the first part is just his life and how ridiculous it is. But to your point, I asked him, excuse me, basically that question, and his answer, which again, I'm you know, you guys should should watch. I'm not going to give it away. Hopefully, this um, podcast, you know, people will be enticed to watch it. Um, <laughs> he answers that question. He answered. I asked him something pretty similar and he answers the question because I'm going to, um, I'm not going to say that I necessarily agree with you, but I understand what you're saying. And I understand that that is, or should be, uh, a prevailing thought. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're not real. You just got money. I understand that completely. I understand your vantage point. And there was no way that I wasn't going to, I was going to let him slide off the show without asking him that. So I asked him, what do you say to people who feel that way? And he has an answer. I think our show, we talked about this a lot of times too, is, and people will take this the wrong way because they have a million times. We're not hating on the child himself. You know what I mean? He couldn't do anything oh, yeah. different to be rich. To be, yeah, he, there's nothing he could do about it. He was born where he was born. He's born to the family he was born in. Our issue has always been people going to these shows and I don't by people I don't mean other kids I mean grown men adults and idolizing what shows these children like like, sneaker con, like sneaker con and stuff like that so I guess that's my biggest problem is grown men or even I guess by grown men we'll say what 18 and over 19 and over yeah. something like that 17 I, and over when we were at sneaker con I saw got men that were in their 30s with no children waiting in line to meet guys <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I and that's part of when Greg says the culture. I think more he's talking about <clears> that <throat> than like because we can't l- listen. We can't blame the kid for being rich and wanting to sneakers because it's 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 all over social yeah. media. It's all over everywhere. He wants to be cool. I mean that's really what it is. Now the wrapping the cars for thing sure. is not cool at all. No, <laughs> wrapping wrapping wrapping, <laughs> wrapping cars that look like okay when you turn a five hundred thousand dollars car into a, a two hundred twenty five dollars sneaker to look like it. <laughs> you're just, you're just rich and bored, all right? When you say I want to turn... I think... That's basically exactly what Yeah, boredom is probably the best example. Boredom is the best description of his life. He has a zoo in his backyard. I mean... Right, okay. Well, then... And, and I get it. Like, I get it. I'm not... I See, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna explain I'm not a hater, all right? I'm not gonna explain No, this, we're haters, right? but we don't... He makes, but this is not an issue we're a hater on. He that's makes Richie Rich look like Oliver Twist. All right, Richie Rich was fiction, okay? <laughs> but again, like... But again, like, he's not... And the kid... I'm gonna be real with you. The kid is very... Uh, woke i mean he understands he's not he understands that he was lucky enough to be rich he's not out here trying to like necessarily flaunt his riches he understands that he has agency he understands the point of view that you're saying but he literally said that in the in the i guess the extended version of the clip he was like i was bored he basically said that mm. and when you're bored and have a ton of fucking money i think he says this too like you do dumb shit basically is what he says um yeah so, well shit where you can't spend it all I mean, you know, generations and generations, nope, no depending on what your, you know, what your investments are, you can't spend it all. But I also want to say, um, I, you know, you guys really have to you have to watch the interview because he also says a lot of things about um, that. You know, the kid is like entrepreneurial minded. He, he's trying to start all these things. He, he, you know, he mentions not wanting to rely on you know anyone for money and to make sure that he has his own money for his 
for his generation. So the kid's very level-headed. And Sorry. listen, like I said, he blew my mind on several aspects of, of, of you know, throughout of the interview. And I think Greg's, guys, Greg's getting a Donald good. Trump flashback right now. <laughs> I just I don't. Like... Like if you if, if 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 Rich Mays Lopez said I want to start a business, you might be a little yeah. nervous. Okay, you might be very nervous to take out this type of money and do it. When you're him and you want to make your own money, sure. like when you have d- literally money that you yeah, can throw in, it's not a risk. He's not taking any risk, and I get it. And well, he's, he's at a the young same man. time, though, how many? But at the same time, though, how many kids would just be happy enough to live off mommy and daddy's purse and keep it moving? Right, and and I get it. You know what I'm trying to say? I don't know. I one hundred percent get it. I'm sure YouTube and all of them pays him well as well. Like he does yeah, all right he for what, himself. Two million subs. Yeah. Or something I mean, he's like all right for himself. So, uh, but you know, obviously, I mean, the other thing, like I said, like or like we were saying, like you go on YouTube and there's a bunch of really filthy rich kids, um, you know, flossing all their gear and and sneakers and stuff. And whether we like it or not, or whether we're considered hating or not, that is a massive part of today's culture. And this isn't limited to just money kicks. Like you said, like there are, right. no. a, a, there oh. are a dozen like kids who come from multimillionaire households who are driving right. Range Rovers right. at 16 to, to yep. Supreme to show their $5,000 Supreme pickups today. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's the funniest yeah. thing is like what you said, or what Greg said earlier about, <clears throat> wrapping a car with a $220 sneaker is the best mm-hmm. example of what they're doing. It's I'm not trying to say that people that grew up like we did where we're like hustling for shoes or whatever are are poor, but we're not well off. So it's weird that they're trying to assimilate to like the poor culture almost. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just a That's little, funny. And you know, I mean, God bless him. I, I don't know. I watched a video of his today and he said he finally bought his dream car. Kids are trying really hard to look like they're like well, immersed in the culture. Okay, who bought their dream car? Now, right, he did. Money kicks? And yeah, the culture didn't start out. 18? This culture ain't for oh. rich folks. I mean, yeah. it's not from rich yeah, folks. But in the same time, we also talk about. So it's like. Like Michael Jordan was we rich. Also talk about about, we also talk about. Um, you know, the middle class or even lower class kids who are out here doing anything and everything to buy Supreme and all this stuff to look like somebody that they're not. Like. They they go out here and do whatever they can to get a Supreme jacket to look like somebody who literally yeah, someone they see yeah. on social media. So or whatever. it's a weird, you know, dynamic now. And obviously, anybody of the age of twenty, I don't, I don't, you know what? Listen, I don't know if that's weird. That means okay. Let me take it. Let me say it like this. I don't know if that's weird because I don't. I'm gonna like root this in, you know. Old, well, I mean, it's not old because I'm sure it obviously it's what this, but I'm going to root this in, I guess, in my childhood or the childhood of, of many kids, especially across New York um, in the 80s and 90s. Um, and you've probably heard this from a lot of people. We, especially those like of us who grew up, the super humble beginnings, and depending where we where we grew up, we looked up to, Michael for better Jordan. or worse, we looked up to like the drug dealers, you know what I'm saying? Like they had money, they had the J's, they had cars. Like we wanted to be like as fly as those dudes. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like, right. um, these kids nowadays that you're saying are hustling to try to get like a piece of Supreme. They're looking up to the, 
whomever their like quote unquote drug dealer is, whoever their influencer is who has Supreme and who's rocking Yeezys and who has the means to cop those things. Just like the drug dealers had the means to cop J's and drive uh, you know, flash whips back then. It's like, okay, well I want to be like that guy. He's cool. He's got the money. Well, these kids nowadays want to be like whoever is cool and has the money in their frame of reference. And it, it's usually, you know, some influencer in IG or a money kick. Thankfully, he's not selling drugs. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and he's not hustling. But he doesn't need he's to. Yeah. Actually, they might so, be. You exactly. never know. No, they get away with they're it. They're selling that. They're selling. I would imagine they're selling that oil. So that um, oil could be a drug. So, yeah, anyways, so to, to, to get to sneakers now, we'll, we'll talk some sneakers right now. Um, that's a question I wanted to ask you, and I, I feel like you guys discussed it on an episode, but I can't remember. Uh, do you mm -hmm. think? Do you feel or think that ultra boosts are played out? Uh, or run its course? No, that sneaker. Okay, maybe just Adidas. The sneaker, the sneaker, the sneaker is played out, but it has not run its course. And the reason why I say that is because. The Ultra Boost to me is a timeless silhouette in the vein of an Air Max 1 or an Air Max 90 or any sneaker that has maintained its um, legacy for 20 years. In 20 years, the Ultra Boost will still be a relevant and hot sneaker. If they put it on the shelf and retro it in 20 years, that shit would, or 10 years, that shit would still smash because it's that good of a sneaker. But currently, it is played out because they overdid it. Currently, um, but to me, it's a timeless. It's a timeless sneaker. Well, you know, it's funny. So it's that, of course, currently. Well, it's funny that you even give the example of the Air Max because I think one of the things that I I looked at the Ultra Boost as a disappointment as it got to like 3.0 was the fact that I thought Ultra Boost. We've already talked about it many times up here. Adidas has finally has its air. Boost is Adidas' yep. air. So when you come yep. up with something as iconic as the Ultra Boost, wouldn't the Ultra Boost yep. be your Air Max? Because you said the Air Max 1 yep. and the Air Max 90. The yep. shoe hasn't yep. changed dramatically. Nope. Except for like pattern on the nope. material. Like it's supposed to be yep. Ultra Boost 0.1. I mean 1.0 looks like this. Ultra, Board, Ultra Boost 2.0 supposed to look like now we, we left the Air Max 1, Air Max 90, 95, 97, 98. Like, it's supposed to look different. I think the issue is Adidas makes a lot of boost sneakers and no one cares about any of the other ones. I mean, besides NMD, obviously. Like, they don't care about the next boost runner. You know what I mean? So well, the thing about it is, if you, if, I don't know if you guys um, had a chance to watch the show that we did with Wex. I straight up asked him that direct question. Like, are, are like, are you guys afraid of the fact that you guys are doing the same thing over and over and over again? And I agree with you. I, I agree with you 100%. The Ultra Boost isn't, to me, will be always be an iconic sneaker. It will always be one of the most comfortable sneakers I ever put in my feet. Ever. But I feel like they, 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 they really slammed that thing into the ground. Mm. And I asked Wex, and he, was, he basically said, and I didn't agree with his, 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 you know, his point then, and I still don't agree with it, that, he was like, okay, well, what sneakers are you wearing? And I was wearing the Air Jordan 1 at the time, and he was trying to make the point that, like, well, Jordan is doing it by dropping a billion colorways of the same sneaker. But I think you're comparing apples and oranges when you're comparing the Air Jordan 1 to the Ultra Boost. That's where his argument to me fell apart. Yeah. Um, the Air Jordan 1 is from 1985. The Ultra Boost is from, you know, 2015, 2014. Um, 
and you guys have probably released the same amount of colorways as Air Jordan One in Ultra Boost in fucking four years. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that, that does it, yeah, because that comparison doesn't even make sense. If I if I had to go, if I had to really think about the Adidas brand, and I had to pick out what I thought the Air Jordan One of Adidas would be, it'd probably be a shell toe or like a Stan Smith. Yeah, like, it'd be a superstar, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah, it wouldn't even be that. So, um. Yeah, so, so speaking from that. Yeah, our argument doesn't make sense. It, it didn't make sense. And I, I said that, you know, shout out to Wex, cool dude, you know, sometimes. But, but the argument didn't make sense. But to get back to your point, I think that Adidas, you know, overdid that sneaker hard body. And um, it's a shame because it is a beautiful sneaker. It is an iconic sneaker. Right. And I think, to your point, they could have made it a 1.0, which, which was the first one. And then the 2.0 B, like you said, they're next step up right. instead of just changing the pattern on top. Well, they can't even get the, excuse me, they can't even get the 4D approved or whatever the issues with the 4D is. Yeah, I read that too, yeah. And but they could have done more with that with that, with that, that anyway with the Ultra Boost platform instead of just like, you know, uh, messing with the pattern. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's, there's definitely a way to change the upper. You can keep the knit pattern or whatever the same, but change the shape of the upper. or Like they did something nice when they made the mid. I don't like. I'm not a fan of that trail one they did, but they definitely mm-hmm. could have done something better than what they ended up doing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. And it's a shame um, that the Ultra Boost is is. I mean, at the same time, they're pushing. They're still pushing a fucking ton of units. The Ultra Boost. Let's not play ourselves. Right. But uh, I think they could have preserved. Let's say this. I think they could have preserved that sneaker better. That's what I'll say. Definitely. But, you know, they did the same thing with the ZX Flux. I think I thought the ZX Flux was a smash, and then they killed that, excuse me, they killed that shit pretty, pretty, pretty fast. <laughs> oh, too. I remember when those, um, like, the Prism or whatever that first colorway that came out was. Yeah. Those were fire. Oh, fires are strong. I still have, yeah, I still have my MDS. Like, I didn't even get to rock them because they played them out so fast. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I was going to say they flew, like, but flew is not fire to me. Yeah, them, them joints were not fire. Like, there's a lot of Adidas, like, tubular stuff. It's not, and you were on that wave heavy. I was on a tubular wave heavy though, until like, they almost killed me. Like <laughs> when I was driving, I, I got the gas pedal stuck in between the bottom of a tubular. I almost died. Wow. Like I had to take the shoe <laughs> off while really driving good. and hit the brakes. So, these are facts. So, my wife was in the car, kids, Damn. everything. You know, so I might have to call up my lawyer to see what see what he's doing. <laughs> um, but when we talk about you know just sneakers in general and going back, I think we've almost reached a certain level of where we're relying so heavily on collaborations that anything mm. else is just, I almost said uncivilized, but anything else is <laughs> just, anything else no, is I just, mean, no. The Vapormax, I mean, there's something new that came out that. You're right, but you see how Vapormax. But I'm saying, think about it, like when was the last time, the only thing you can point to is the Ultra Boost and the NMD recently that's similar to Vapormax where you don't have to go to a, collab to have something hot yeah but we're talking like the zoom, the zoom fly also yeah that's true and, and which i i want to try a pair of those on yeah, here i don't little, think any of us have ever tried yeah. one and, and this is the thing when it comes when I'm, it fire. when I'm talking about collaborations i'm not even talking about like you know your concepts your kids things like that i mean you have like jordan brand now collaborate like doing gatorade like your grs are almost collaborations with stuff like just them putting out a jordan one pack isn't enough it has to be now sponsored by or, or influenced by colors of liquid like it's not even fire and the, in in order to get that attraction and that energy from us the consumer 
gimmicks and things like that they're just coming way too fast like i only feel like i'm gonna move for concept new balance stuff kith stuff like and i think us ogs if you want to call us ogs i hate that as well we've earned the right to like unless you're talking about actual gangs the term og is dumb but we have been around <laughs> you from know the very be- you know what i'm saying <laughs> like right. i agree with you i'm saying unless you're talking about actual gang members and we grew up right. in that culture too because we're from la but Unless you're talking about that, the term OG itself is dumb, but we have been around from the beginning of Jordan's career. Right. Like, You've been around since the beginning of Beirut's career. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where I'm like, I feel like, you know, if you're not a certain age, like I, I hate seeing the younger generation only care like, you know, their their top pickups of the year were, you know, Jordan, you know, off-white, you know, off-white presto. Uh, cost for their top pickups were everything that everybody can mags. get. Yeah, like <laughs> their thing is everything that everybody can get. That was literally your list last year. So <laughs> when I, I feel like the us as an older consumer, I've earned the right to only care about a cost for and stuff like that because I have owned every single four almost multiple times. Yeah, like and your tweet when you said you're gonna cop what five pairs of threes and retire or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've all been there and done that. How many times have you owned cement threes? Like seriously, three, like, three, and that's enough. Like, and I'm sure you still have them. Oh yeah, you still have them. <laughs> Two of them I haven't got yet. Yeah, yeah. So the fact, <laughs> so the fact that you have DS pairs of something and you're still gonna cop more, it's a, it's kind of crazy. Like, um, that's just you know I've been doing that for so long though. That's just that's just like what I mean. Like, listen, the the the, the black cement three to me is like top you know five sneaker all time oh absolutely um yes. that's debatable and no, it's not. I, it, debatable. that's not debatable that's not that's debatable. debatable that's not debatable. anyway it's that's debatable top five sneaker all time in my <laughs> personal opinion it's a top and, three jordan um, of all time my point is that i if, if i only had that one sneaker for the rest of my life i would be good like so i will cop five so i have for the rest of my life. <laughs> no. And that's really why why I do it. Monday through Friday. So I have two questions for you related to Jordan Brand then. Number one. Yeah. <clears throat> well, first of all, have you seen, I guess three questions. Have you seen the Black Cements in person yet? No. Okay. So number two, do you think that this, that this Black Cement 3 will be as disappointing as the True Blue 3 from last year? And do you think that they that there's a chance that they sit? Or do they fly? Define disappointing in this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as like whack materials, there being them sitting everywhere, nobody really caring except for people like us. Um, I mean, like, do you just see it being like a disappointing release and something that is going to be readily available that we could just? I mean, we could wait and pick it up at outlets like you could with the True Blue. So. I'm gonna. What my counterpoint to that is, and I've said this several times on Full Size Run. I don't think that being able to cop sneakers is disappointing. I mean, if I mean more are, of like a. I mean more of like from a quality standpoint. Like the 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 True Blue Three supposed supposedly being a remastered shoe. My pair from 2011 is hands down. 10 times better than the remastered version that cost me $50 more last year. 
Hey, you know what's crazy? I have that Nike Air pair, the one you talked about, and like I think two or three pairs of the 2011, or not the 2011, the um, the one right before that, like the Euro exclusive one that they dropped, like whatever it was. Oh yeah, 2010, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Ten. 2010, sure. <laughs> I, I went and got those from overseas, but I never, um, I, I've never looked at the Nike Air pair that I have. I'm still working my way through the old pairs. Yeah. Like, this is news to me that the that the that the materials were even whack. I don't think I've ever opened the box in my pair yet. So this is this is news to me. Yeah, so they're you're, you're school to me right now. Yeah, they're. I mean, it feels like Kmart plastic shoes. Like they're. I mean, they Nike, are. They're Nike terrible. Go look. I don't even know if I've never been one to care about i mean i just recently started really really caring about quality like it's something it was like a never-ending battle of like yelling at i think Jordan yeah but i think that's quality the, the only like, reason we care is because more versions of the same thing come so out right if, yeah, the, if it was so only much. one version well that yeah that too if it was only one version of the same thing forever you would well, never talk about quality i mean we talked about it a couple weeks ago like the standard now is does it have shattered backboard leather? Yeah, that's your thing. We know. Like it's kind of like you know what? <clears throat> I, I, I'm not a I'm a quality person now. As of like, I'm gonna probably say within the year, only because I've just maybe I've noticed the difference of stuff I bought. We buy so much things, like you said, you haven't even looked at it before. We buy a lot of stuff that yep. like we either don't look at, or we take it back, or we sell it, or we lose it. Like, um. It just, you know, I feel like when people talk about, like when Ryan asked about the quality of these threes that are coming out, I don't even know if it matters if it sucks or not. Like, it's no, just, it doesn't matter at all. I oh, it doesn't matter for me. I'm buying them either way. I just and like, I hate, yeah. I, I don't hate threes. I just look awful in threes, and I'm still gonna buy them. Like, and I've owned every single threes except Mochas and DBs. So it's kind of like, it's a repetitive circle of we can complain, we can cop. Like, I don't know. I don't. I mean, as far as it, just to answer your question, get back to your question. As far as it being disappointing, it doesn't matter to me because I'm like I said, I'm copying minimum three pairs. If I get a right. chance to cop five, I'm copying five. Yeah, so, that shit doesn't matter to me. Well, get a chance, um, get a chance and, for like you. Like, I would imagine now this is consumer looking at complex and soul collector, and like you guys are on another platform than us. So we we look at you guys like, oh, they probably get anything they want. Does a rich maze get anything that's not he true wants? At all. Okay. No, that's not true at all for a number of reasons. One, I don't. Again, I don't want to say I don't ever, but I rarely, rarely, rarely ask for anyone to hold me down from a, from a retail standpoint. Rarely. I might ask out of a calendar year and 300 pairs of sneakers or 200 pairs of sneakers that I'm copying in that calendar year, I might ask someone to hold me down maybe three or four times, if that. Um, I don't like putting, I, like I said, I spend a lot of time um, with, uh, at retail. Um, with, you know, like I said, when I was coming up with those relationships, I know what type of pressure that puts on people. Um, I don't, I don't have a bot. I don't have, I go about it. That's so I, like, I would hope, I would hope you wouldn't I, need one. <laughs> well, there have been a couple guys who've left Complex and go to work for Jordan Brand and Adidas and whatnot. And I, mean, I would imagine yeah, they're sure. very helpful to you, to you guys there. No, you know, no. Really, my man, he, my man. Shout out to my man Marco, who is yeah, my, him is my and brother, I think Gerald who, who too, right? Now, who no, Gerald? No, Gerald works at at Soulcutter. No, I'm saying didn't Gerald is a. Oh, okay, but didn't two people recently leave Complex and go work for either Jordan Brand or Adidas? I yeah, know Marco's so, uh, one of them, but Marco left 
my man Marco left to go work at Jordan Brand, and my man uh, John Marcello left to go work at Adidas. Ah, that but one. I don't, okay. You can you can call up Marco right now. I can call him up. I don't ask Marco for shit. <laughs> like that's my man. He he works at Jordan Brand. If he wants to give me something, I am extremely appreciative for the hold down. But I don't. I have and Marco's been there for however maybe a year, and he has access to a lot of things. I've never asked him directly for anything. Period. Well, well, if Marco sends and, you an and, extra pair of Levi's. Let me know. But I'm saying he doesn't just give it to you without you asking. I guess I guess my question is more like they don't just here slide you a pair. Here, like you know. like you know well how no. well are you guys seeing? I mean, you know what's funny like when you know, you know following you on Twitter and things like that and then even like the last yeah. the last drop on sneakers of Off-White seeing people that we feel are quote unquote either celebrities or insiders seeing them complain about taking an L on sneakers app it, it was like, eh. Dude, like, I'm, I'm like, taking more L's on sneakers app than fucking, <laughs> like, a lot of people combined. Than Topanga? I take L's on sneakers app. I take, <laughs> I take L's on the sneakers app on the fucking weekly. So, and it's, you know, and. But doesn't that. And then I look at myself like, I probably could have asked someone to hold me down for these sneakers and not gone through this fucking shit, but I still don't do it. I just go through <laughs> I listen, man. I don't blame I'm you because I wouldn't do it either. Yeah, I wouldn't ask anybody either, but but I would expect yeah. if my boy left to work with Jordan Brand that he just would offer. <laughs> See, and it's not, and it's not even expected. No, but, but that's what I'm trying to say is like definitely Marco again. Shout out to him. No, no, I know you're not trying things. to badmouth him. I'm just saying, like, I would expect yeah. it. Like, if Greg no, went to he, work with Jordan Brand, good. I'd be like, bruh. Oh no! I forget about all you guys. <laughs> yeah, if I went yeah. to Jordan Brand, I, you guys are dead to me. Um, <laughs> but what you have, but you know, if if we're calling for the space and keeping a hundred either, keeping a hundred too, like yes, like you said, whatever. We're on a different platform. We're for complex. We're highly visible or whatever. But there are a lot of people who are a lot more visible and a lot more important than us, and that's fine with me. I right. know where I, you know, I know where I stand. I know I'm not getting, um, you know, what X Y Z two three million followers on IG is getting, and that's fine. Or you know what I mean? Kicks. Like I'm happy with what I get. Like I, I don't have that type of social following, and if you know, if that's their priority uh, as a brand, not just so, not just Jordan brand, but you know, any right. secret brand to 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 reach um, that type of audience, I can't provide that. For them so that doesn't make me mad you know what i mean like like i said i'm a regular person no matter what through and through i don't care what fucking platform i'm on i'm doing the same thing as y'all and trying to cop shit on sneakers app trying to tap in like a fucking moron on confirmed <laughs> well we don't even have confirmed you know I mean? here so yeah, yeah we didn't have confirmed oh okay yeah, so, I'm trying to figure out which 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 fucking of these tiles has a fucking car name. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. The, the mafia will tell you, man. You gotta we, follow Yeezy Mafia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We know, try, we try, and, we try and, confirming stuff just to keep our skills sharp. Like we just try stuff. Like we try to get stuff. I try to get stuff anywhere in the world just to be physically prepared. Like it's, go, like, it's like training. We go through right. those same exercises half hour before the drop on Kith and you're adding, seeing how quick you can get stuff through the cart. I mean, yeah. all of that. It's, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I respect that. And that's the thing, like, again, like, you know, and a lot of people too, they'll come at me in my mentions, like in Twitter, like, yo, why are you fronting for like you're taking L's? Like, dude, first of all, is it, is it fly to like front that you're taking L's? <laughs> to me, that shit is whack. I hate losing. Yes. So I'm not out here trying to be. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to be cool by saying I'm a fucking loser. I mean, I'm taking out the fuck. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> I get. I, I could. I think it would have been. 
I think it would have been a lot cooler if I told you I caught a dub than I caught an L. There are times, um, there, so, are, there are times where like I'll try on sneakers, just be like, eh, I don't want it, but I'm gonna give it a shot. If I lose, oh, I'm heated. It ruins my entire day. What was it yeah, that? What okay, was it that we? Losing. What was it that we didn't want like two weeks ago that we tried for, and then we were just mad because we didn't get it? Uh, what the hell was it? We all tried, and we didn't. It wasn't even something we wanted. Maybe the Gatorade, the Gatorade sixes. That was the last. No, one we. Oh, no, oh yeah, yeah, we did. It was. So okay, so yeah, I didn't. Was. I wasn't up on time. I woke up. I tried for the Gatorade sixes. I didn't even really want them. I was gonna give them to Greg if I got them. And when I didn't get them, then I had to have them. So I got out of my bed, <laughs> got into my car, drove to Undefeated, and bought Greg and I both a pair because I was like. I didn't even when I woke up that morning. I didn't even want them. If I got them on sneakers app, I probably would have taken them back. And see, I wanted them, <laughs> and I wanted them, and I thought like, ah, you know what? I, I hate when I see so many people online, and I don't even know why I feel like that's the masses. We're talking about the entire world having access to a sneaker app, and I see twenty five people say they suck, and I think, oh, these are going to be easy. I don't know why I put that in my mind, yeah. and then I don't try, and I take an L on it. Like even when we oh yeah. like okay like Ryan and George they try to get Adidas they try to get Yeezys off Adidas all the time I seem to get them every single time don't bother I get them every single wow. time the only one I haven't got was the yellow one I've gotten every single one and I can't understand how come they they can't get them like and I mean there's times we sit on there for what three four tell five six 10, hours 12, 13, tell, 14 hours tell Wex to unban my IP or whatever the hell I need to be able to get I can't even bruh no joke the last five 350s that released i've seen the product actually just seen the product page once he couldn't even get power figures. oh i've never got i i've never gotten past the splash page in the past four or five releases yeah me oh, either the one last time. one that i got was the creams that was the last one that i actually got through on i get them and i debate like why did i get these what do i do with these like i got the blue tents and i'm I like think the, these suck. the last splash i got past was um calabasas shit well, it was no. I caught those from Easy Supply, so there was no splash. Um, I think was the probably the fucking zebra, probably the zebra. Oh, okay, that was a minute ago. That was a while ago. So, I, so I have one more question related to Jordan Brand. Since we talked about Adidas yeah. starting to play themselves out, Jordan Brand yeah. is past playing themselves out. So we talked about this last week uh, with Rack. Um, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago with Rack. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From Laps on and Hammer and his like his, from the from the buyer standpoint of Jordan Brand becoming mm -hmm. more limited in 2018, do you think that that's mm -hmm. going to make a difference and that's going to be what Jordan Brand needs in order to bring themselves back into? I mean, I guess they haven't really succumbed to Adidas, but to bring them back into the conversation and back into the cool. Um. Yeah, I, I guess I, uh, this is not even a cop-out answer, but the answer to me is yes and no. And I actually tweeted this a couple a couple of weeks ago when someone posted this on Twitter. And I, I don't know the exact words of my tweet, but the, the sentiment was nobody cares if something is limited if nobody cares about the product, right? Like, I could tell you that this is the most limited thing in the world, but if it sucks, Unless you're a super hype beast, which is fine, mm -hmm. you don't really like you don't really care. Mm -hmm. If it's limited and hot, now we're talking. That's not to say that Jordan Ben is making whack products. My point is that it better be good. You know what I mean? Like if we're gonna make it limited, that's cool, but it also better be good. Mm -hmm. Which I think they're doing they're they're actually doing. Like the um the uh Art Basel one, which is for fire to me, and they're yeah, limited yeah. and I couldn't get a pair, but that was fire. 
I, I didn't um, care for the, so, the blue teal or whatever, but the pink one definitely flames. Yeah, the things are fine. Things are fine. So what I'm saying is like, it will help 100% because it will help drive hype, mm-hmm. but only if the product is good at the same time. Well, the only shoe I care about is the Black Cement 4 because I just sold my 11.5. That was too small, and I need a 12. So all that other shit coming out. And actually, if any low OG ones come out, We've been talking about black toe low O ones OG ones coming out, so I kind of need those two. But other than that, and cool rail. I don't lows. see you know like the <laughs> Art Basil pack. Yeah. Like, what? I'm not saying it sucked, but you said I don't, you've been saying you like the rust pink ones. What oh, are you I, yeah, about? I like it, but I don't look at it as like a yo. Like I don't understand yes, the. Yes, we're allure. not flying to Miami to camp. Yes, on the street, thank so you. Whatever. We won't even get out the bed to go down the street. <laughs> right, well, right, so we're saying. not going to Miami. Don't make it seem like we we would have been doing much. Any of you liked it anyway? No, I see. It's hard to like, you know, especially doing a podcast and doing shows and like we've had everything. Like I can honestly say we've had so much that. We've gotten out of the point of just copying just to cop. Like, it's at one point to where you feel like you're known for copying sneakers. You have to cop. So there are even certain things that I look at with a jaded mind. I'm like, Art Basil, them joints are fire. But I'm like, do I really want them? Like, is it even I had the opportunity to get them. If they weren't as limited as they were, I wouldn't even move for them. Like, they're only dope. Yeah, from my standpoint, nah. if they were like GR or whatever, I still would have copped them. Like yeah, pink, I would. Yeah, exactly. I would have bought the pink ones. No, you wouldn't have. I would have bought the pink no, ones. No, you're lying. If they were GR, what you would have said? He, Yo, buys, for he just bought the Gatorade I, pack. Yeah, what are you talking would, about? He would have waited for, swo- for swoosh. They wouldn't, but they wouldn't have gone to swoosh, though. Oh, man, please. If those were GR, they would have went to. They, if, they're not that fire. Okay. All right, let's put it out Hold there. Hold on, All relax. Right. So fun. let's say uh, Royal one pair numbers from this year. Those didn't go to swoosh. Okay, Royal ones are made out of like. Recycled nonsense. Right? They weren't even good quality. Yeah, but how do you know right. the pink ones are? Have I don't seen know. Well, either way, if it's not shattered backboard leather, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. All Since right. you stopped eating candy, you've been angry. You know, this resolution of not eating candy anymore has done something to me. Uh, like I feel <laughs> different. And well, yeah. What's Rich Mays's uh, 2018 resolution? Yeah, you got a resolution. <laughs> my my personal resolution. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I have many resolutions, but. Um, <laughs> But to be honest with you, like a lot of them have nothing to do with sneakers. Like I'm a family man, I have a wife, I have a child. So more, more of them were like uh, centered around that. But in saying that, my resolution was was definitely, and this year I feel like I'm able to do it, but only because I went so fucking hard last year, is copying less sneakers, 100%. Like I think I've said that every fucking year, but I think this year, this I went, I went really, really hard last year, um, and cop. I mean, I guess like you, like you guys were saying, like just try to cop everything because like shit, like, you know, tomorrow's not promised to pay type thing. Like, you right, know, I'm yes. not going to be able to cop next week's sneaker. So maybe I'll try this week's sneaker. And you know, maybe my, my, my success rate was 25%, but that's still a lot of fucking sneakers. Don't you kind you of, know, a, when don't, you talk about, don't you kind of attribute all your copying last year when you kind of attribute it to having the show like full size run? I feel like when we started this podcast, I just wanted to cop everything because I felt like, it's my thing, like to cop everything. We got a podcast, sure, sure. You know, not not re- not really because I I I, I was copying. I was copying right, heavier right, right. before I got into sneaker uh, media, like mm. before kicking the city even. Um, but I think I, I do think that there's something to be said about being so like inundated with this shit. Excuse me, when you work in every day, that it's like shit. I'm I gotta cop this now. I mean, I've seen it a fucking thousand times. Um, you know, I've got to cop it, but, um, 
I wouldn't like you know directly contribute uh, attribute to the podcast, but um, I wouldn't say I would say so, that the podcast definitely helped uh, me cop sneakers. Not in the sense that it helped me uh, get them, but helped me um, expose myself to them a bazillion times. So what um, was the sneaker? Anyway, like I said, I went super hard last year. So this year, I'm trying to save more money for the family and buy less buy less sneakers for sure. What was the sneaker that you bought the most amount of pairs of last year? You said you like to triple and quadruple up. So what did you? What what was the one sneaker that you bought the most pairs of last year? I didn't go too hard in terms of past doubles last year, um, but I bought doubles of many things. Um, like I bought doubles of the um, gold top threes. Hmm, um, nice. I bought doubles of. Uh, the blue tint Yeezys that just dropped. I bought double to the zebras. I bought, I think, the zebras last year. I could be before. I don't know. I think um, they, re- I think they re-released la- like they restocked last year. I think. Okay, so I caught the restock twice. Um, but that's not to say that I didn't try to cop doubles of a lot of other things. It's just like those. So double. So you doubled over. on the gold top three. So, so does that yeah. mean that? Come Complex Con, you're one of those guys that gets to walk around before everybody else gets in there and buy whatever you want? I wish. I uh, wish. You I can't wish. even do that. You can't even do that. <laughs> Come on, Rich. No. All right. We, we couldn't do that because if you were an employee, trust me, I tried. Not me. I had to try plenty. Um, but if you were an employee, they took you off the line. You had to have a special VIP badge, which we did not have. What? Um, what? And we couldn't wait on the line. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's, well, wait. Hold on. Okay, let, wait, let, wait, let, yeah. let me. Let's go back one. We're still going to stay on this topic, but let's go back one step. Why? Number one. Yeah. Why would undefeated or whoever brand there not be ready to offer the known complex staff or soul collector staff pairs ahead of time? Number one. And then number two. How did you not get a VIP badge? So the first one, I don't know. I, I guess I have the same question. You're going to have to ask the retailers, though. Um, the second question is the VIP pass was was like a, something that you could only purchase as a consumer and you had to pay more for. Uh, and people at, Com- people at Complex who, you know, or you know, the Complex staff who was responsible for throwing ComplexCon, which I wasn't, um, really sucked for that. I managed to listen. Did piss me off, because <laughs> you know, obviously, I bust my ass for that brand and shit, man. If I want to get a pair of sneakers early, man, I mean, it's only right. But I respect the fuck out of the fact that they were like, yo, these people paid good money for this opportunity. Like, you're gonna have to see. See, those line. are things that always have always thrown me for a loop. Like employees at Nike and Foot Locker and places like that not being able to cop something that was there you being a part of the complex family i would imagine at least in that aspect you can have the opportunity to pay with your own money and get specific things ahead of time before the crowds get in there i always i I always never understood why like not happen unfortunately and i've never understood why like let's say at a nike nike will get 85 we're talking about arizona numbers i don't new york numbers are way different our Nike would get about, what, 30 pairs of yeah, something? 30, 40. We'll get 30, 40 pairs of something. And I never understood how come like Nike as a brand never called the Nike store in Scottsdale, Arizona and said, hey, how many employees do you have who want a pair? That should be nice. 
Okay, yeah. that's how it should be. If I work for Nike, Nike should say, hey, how many pairs of employees want to buy? How many employees want to buy a pair with their money? What size do they wear so we could send a specific 15 pairs for those 15 employees that they can buy? There's no reason yeah. why. Uh, now, I'm not mad at Complex or anybody because, you know, you guys don't do anything for me. But I feel like anybody who's in that Complex family should have the opportunity to do so. Like, that's crazy to me. Like and especially considering how crazy it sounded, like the entire event was, like we're Insanity. we're planning on going to the next one, and as so, wild as wild as it was at this one, how I'll tell you right now buy a VIP pass. <laughs> yeah, but I heard that people with the, and, the VIP come pass find didn't me because do it. I want to get some things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll come. We'll hook you up. We got you. We, we got, got you, Rich. Yeah. We'll hold you down. Me. We'll hold you down. You let me know what you need. Um, well, going back to, you know, you saying you bought the gold top threes, you bought two pairs. Yes. We talk about exclus yes. exclusivity on this show all the time. And I hate, I hate, like, I love, to me, the essence of sneakers growing up was having something that everybody didn't have. I'm sorry. It just was sure. for me. When I came mobbing through the playground or college or anywhere and I had them J's on and everybody wanted them and didn't have them, that was fire. Doesn't it bother you that, yep. like eventually they'll probably release again this year or something like that? Well, I mean, I think the pair that's releasing is different, but... Um, right, yeah. I Listen, I 100% agree with you in the fact that a huge part of um, sneaker culture is competitive and it's, and it's being exclusive. Right. But I, I've come to terms with, over time, and this is something I said earlier in the show, that I can't be mad at other people having the opportunity to cop sneakers, especially in 2017 and 2018, be just because it's so difficult, no matter what. Um, so if you get the chance, doesn't mean that you'll actually, it'll actually happen, but I can't be mad at other people having the chance because again, copying sneakers in 2017 is fucking impossible. Yeah, I, mean, know, so. I mean, that is, I mean, that makes sense. Cause when I still see people online, say my first pair of Yeezys and they're the blue tents and I'm like, man, you're just now, you were just now able to copy. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I you yeah. know, I look at the aspect. It's just me personally, like me, Ryan, George, there's certain things that like we look for, like I, I talk new balance Kennedy's. I'm talking, I search yeah. for Kennedy's forever and I wasn't going to pay 500 for a beat pair and I wasn't going to pay a thousand for a DS pair. So obviously when they finally retroed, we had to, if you want to call it retroed, we, we wanted to cop them again, but it lost something. Like it lost the allure of the original Kennedy. It was like, well, I got them now. Well, and, and, here's, and here's the thing is like, and we had Dion on, on full size run, um, like a couple months ago, Dion from Concepts. Yeah. He's coming and on. And here's the thing. This goes, this goes back to a point that you guys made earlier, um, uh, you know, you, you've made this point several times throughout the show. Um, you made the, the, the direct point about people only want collabor you know, people only wanting collaborations. And then you made the other point about um, Jordan um, making it limited by design to drum a pipe. So listen, the idea of any business is to make money, period. <laughs> like that's, that's the whole reason why you get into a, a for-profit business yeah, any business is to make money. Right. So if as a retailer, I know the only way that I'm going to sell a, a, from a retailer or a brand, um, if I know that the only way that I'm going to sell a sneaker is to do it, a collaboration and to make it limited, what the fuck are you going to do? What are you going to do? You got to make money. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I try to, I try to look at things from both ways from the figurehead perspective. Sure. We're mad. Like you guys, you know, you guys painted the, uh, the exclusivity of it. It's not as special anymore. Right. Listen, from a retail standpoint, it's like, dude, are you paying my fucking rent? Right. You know what I mean? Like, are you, are you, are you putting food on my, on my child's table? No, you're not. So fuck your exclusivity. I need my money. Oh. I try to look at it from both, from both perspectives. You know what I mean? So I can't, I All understand right. from the secret perspective, now I agree with you, man, it's just not special anymore. But I understand from a business perspective, like, I got to make this, I got to make this bread. Um, so, you know, I try not to hate on that too much either. I understand that. I mean, you know. I, I still love my Kennedys. I mean, of course I love them. Like, I, I love them. It's just that, you know, sometimes you just don't understand. Yeah, you didn't know that. You didn't know that. Well, George just showed me a picture of the Black Cement 3s. They're 200. I didn't know they were 200. And it's blowing his mind. The, the, the. Is that a 2018 thing? I, that, no, the fucking. That's what I'm saying. The la, the ones last year. The true yeah, blues they were 190. They were 200. Oh, the last one I bought was. No, they were 220. Oh, yeah. The true blues are 220. And so were the fives. So were the, fire, oh, so were the metallic yeah. fives. They were both 220. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True blues were 220? Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, they're two twenty. No, uh, they're two twenty. Well, You're why right. are these two hundred? They learned their lesson. They learned their lesson. They pro- I'm surprised they didn't make them two eighty. Um, you guys have I seen that? Uh, how do you feel about you know? Um, well, I guess kind of going back. Um, one of the tweets that you had tweeted out too is where you talked about, um, and I just quoted where you said it's a lot of people that want to talk to you about the culture but don't participate in it. Um, oh yeah, talk at talk at you about the culture. Yeah, talk at you about the culture. Um, yeah, is that is that more of something that like you've dealt with, or is that more in general of just dealing with people online and social media and things like that? No, that's that's definitely more of something that I see um, online. Um, you know, um, like like social media or on YouTube. YouTube is like social media right. to me. Um, and it's like a lot of people that, um, and I, I guess like are trying to, and this is not like a, and this is why I respect Money Kick too, because like, yes, he has a lot of money, but he has bought a lot of sneakers, right? There's a lot of people who have become sneakerheads after they've gotten free sneakers. That is what I'm trying to say, right. where it's like, I don't participate in the culture in terms of putting money into the system. Right. I don't participate in the culture in creating any dialogue. I don't participate in the culture in creating good and compelling content. But I, you know, I might get seated some sneakers, so I'm going to talk at you about the culture instead of speaking with you. And that is kind of like a beef that I had. It's like if you're not doing any of the things that I just listed, you are not participating in the culture, period. You don't have to participate in the culture um, in, in a way that like, you know, we were talking about like earlier, like, you know, talking to people, that's fine, but you better put some money into the system. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you have to do something to support the culture. And if you're not doing that, like if you're not even copying sneakers, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, right. so that, that is, that kind of mess, that kind of, fucks, you know, fucks my head because like, I'm out here copying hard body, spending thousands of dollars of sneakers, uh, thousands of dollars in sneakers a year, and busting my ass to create content, and trying to create di- dialogue, and coming on a podcast like this to to help to speak uh, and create more dialogue. Like that's how you participate in the culture. Or if you're not doing any of those things, don't talk at me or with me about 
anything. And that's and that's what we've dealt with, you know, since starting the show. You know, like I said, we speak our minds and stuff like that. We've gotten, and I'm sure you get it all the time. I've gotten it before. We get accused of, you know, you're not adding anything to the culture. You're not doing anything to the culture. And, you know, I had to let them know, you know, we're not at a complex. We're not at anywhere. We pay to do this podcast. Like, we put in money yearly to provide a free show of free content for anybody who's at work and bored out of their mind. Like, and driving in their car, driving in their trucks, their occupations. Free content for sneakerheads to listen to that we pay out of our pockets. And, you know, when you... That to me means that you're actively participating in culture. If you're creating a platform, if you're creating content, if you're creating something, that means... And first, and you guys are talking. Those are two things that you guys are doing. Exactly. Um... To actively participate in culture. Try, we're, trying to actively, we're trying to cop. We're trying to cop. Actively, yeah, of course, aren't we all? Actively <laughs> participating in the culture is what I'm talking about. If you're not actively participating in culture, if you are like, um, you know, passively participating in culture and just like getting free product or um, fronting, you know, for, for social, right. then I don't want you to talk to me about culture because you're not actively participating in it. I like that. I like it. Oh, <clears throat> Greg wants me to ask. <laughs> He's shaking his head right now. Uh, no, actually, quick question. Um, I was going to ask earlier, we were talking about something when you were talking about getting seated. So the pairs that yeah. get seated for the for Soul Collector, what ends up happening with those? You guys just keep them all stacked up in complex office? or? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Like... Uh, uh, I mean, I, you know, I bring what I can home. Excuse <laughs> me, is is stacked up in the office. Um, we just moved offices, so it was a fucking headache and a half to move all those sneakers. Um, I mean, of 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 the of the staff at Complex Soaker, like this is not being salty. I probably and this I say this to save my next point. I probably get the least amount of stuff, which is fine with me. Um, but like Russ gets like. Dude, like, oh, oh my yeah, Russ is fucking. I've seen it. The box Russ's flow, Russ's flow is stupidity. Um, so he has, and shout out to him, he's been in the game long enough to get whatever he needs, but um, yeah, he has stacked him on stack. He still complains on Twitter about not being able to cop Supreme and uh, shit on sneakers and so whatnot. That so, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I can't cop Supreme, I can't cop Supreme <laughs> like I used to either. So. Um, I tell you, I was pretty fucking successful. I tell you what, the funniest thing about having you on the show, and me and Greg talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think, before he had talked to you about coming on the show, is I'm not a big Supreme fan whatsoever, but I told him the Mm -hmm. only thing that I might ever own was that black hat that you wear almost every single day to work or whatever. Like Every time I see you on a video, you got that same hat on. I think that and maybe a backpack is like only thing I would ever buy from Supreme. But those are like staple pieces. Right, like, right, right. Listen, there's a there's a science to copying Supreme, and a lot of people got it fucked up. And I'm not gonna even give people the science to copying Supreme. You can continue fucking it up. That's fine with me. Well, DM me have... with the DM me with the secrets <laughs> of copying yeah. Supreme. No, 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 no. No, what I'm trying to say is like, no, no, no. no what I'm trying to say it's not like the secret to oh, the okay. key to copying, but there's a way to cop Supreme the right way. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, mm, if you're yeah, dipping head-to-toe Supreme, which I did a compass con, ironically, but if you're in um, 
like dipped into those cream and you're copying everything every week. You're doing it wrong. Yes, yes that's yes. what I'm trying to say. Like, I think it's one thing to be. I think it's one thing to be head to toe in a brand and another thing to pull your 75 Louis Vuitton Supreme pieces out and do them in Instagram, which some people are doing. Like there's, those are two completely different things. Right. So so again, what I'm trying to say is like, um, I say this to say that if you don't have a black box logo camp hat from Supreme, but you have like all these other pieces, you are copying Supreme wrong because how could you not have that piece? Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's a staple piece. It's like having a, a polo shirt. You know what I'm trying to say with an actual Ralph Lauren polo shirt. Like, mm-hmm. if you you can't have the snow beat shit if you don't have a fucking polo shirt. So like you got to start somewhere. <laughs> so you're, I mean, you you would. I don't like to say like a, a fan of Supreme. See, it's hard. We live in Arizona. You know, New York is yeah. New York. Like, and I'm gonna ask you yeah. about New York as well. But it's kind of like when I see a lot of stuff Supreme wise, I I don't. I understand it, and I look at it as like, God, Supreme really looks at these cats, like these consumers, as idiots. Like, I'm sorry when I mm. see like a, when I see like a Scarface leather jacket, I'm like, that's, huh? That's what the brand was built for, the original brick. counterculture brand. And I know that, but at some point, when does the consumer say, uh, nah, like, no, I don't need a a Scarface shirt? And let's be honest, Supreme quality. I mean, stop. Let's, let's just stop it. Okay. The- well, yeah, but they're also uh, they're also not charging like um, you know uh, right the price John Elliott prices. Yeah, T-shirts oh, yeah. are well, thirty two yeah. bucks. Hoodies are like one forty. No, no, that the prices yeah. are are excellent. But if it's impossible to buy, it really doesn't matter. Like you almost have to look at Supreme stuff and think like, okay, this this hoodie is 180 120 I'm gonna probably pay about two seventy five for it. Like I look at Supreme app and think if there's anything I like. Yeah, I look at anything on Supreme app that like I try to cop, and I say, okay, what am I willing to pay for this? If I see a backpack and I say, okay, well, it's one fifty, might be willing to pay two twenty five for it. Like I'm going, sure. it's not even an option to cop it, even though it's affordable. It's just, yeah, it's. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think I get a little salty at when I, like I said, when I try, and I don't get it, and it's like, what am I fighting yeah. against? Who am I fighting Bots. to get this? Like. I'm too old. I don't even remember. I don't even remember releases these days. Unless Simple's texting me yes, you 15 need medication. times when I'm wasted. and he, Get these LeBron gifts for me. I don't even remember. Yeah, I mean, it's even hard to even remember a lot of this stuff nowadays. It's so much. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else you want to The only other things was uh, going forward goals. What do you, I mean, are you planning on being a complex with Soul Collector for a long time? Or what's your... Yes, you he's going to tell you here what he's leaving in two weeks. I'm not asking him notice. for his ideas. I'm, we got our own ideas. I'm just saying, like, you trying to make a bigger show? Or what's the what's the future I, of Rich Bees? My, my whole thing from when I started Kicks in the City uh, to, you know, everything I did at Kicks in the City to the stuff I did with Nike to the stuff I'm doing out with um, Complex and Soul Collector is just to attempt to and you know i'd be the first to admit that you know i fall short of it it just you know shit happens especially because i feel like i'm a perfectionist but um just to try to create the best content possible that's always my goal no matter what to creatively express myself through content now i, I do it in sneakers because that's um like my comfort space, you know, that's 
that's where I've existed for a very long time. Right. Um, but that's just going to be my goal now until forever. Until I have, I don't have any energy to do it anymore. And then even then who knows, but my, my goal is to just create the best content possible. Um, and when I say possible, that, you know, takes into account like any constraints that might be in the process, whether it's financial or resources or time or whatever, but it's just to make the best content possible when, you know, considering all variables. And that's just my goal forever. You know, um, whether my complex or not, whether I, you know, you know, obviously I don't know what the future holds, but whether I go to somewhere else or, um, or I say a complex, uh, which is, which would be fine too. It's, it's just to make the best content possible. That's, that's my goal, no matter where I'm at in life, no matter where, um, no matter who I'm working for, um, when I was working for myself and, um, you know, putting all the money that I made, which wasn't much right back into the business. It was still all about making the best content possible, period. I think that's kind of where we're at. I mean, our goal is to just every single week. And, you know, obviously we appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. And talking to us. I'm sure sure there's a lot of other stuff that you could be doing. But, uh, you know, giving us this chance. You know, a lot of the stuff that you talked about, you know, a lot of our listeners and people out there, they've never heard of that and never even thought about things that we've discussed today. And honestly, you know, one of the things that I thought was one of the coolest things in the conversation was the whole aspect of like, how the sneaker store used to be like the classic barbershop they're just hanging out and chilling and uh that's how you build those relationships you know i always just you know we've come to a point to where the goal is to just be faster than the next consumer grab it cop it we like it we don't we sell it StockX, go ebay get rid of it cop it like it's just a giant circle so being able to for you to come on here and talk to us and create content we definitely appreciate it um, thank you, man. Well, Thanks for having me. Of course, but one last question that I have: you, you know, you definitely yeah. represent New York all the time. Is New York still considered sure. fly? Like, are are New Yorkers still New York considered, considered what? Fly? Are, are New Yorkers still considered fly? Like clothes and you know sneakers and things like that. Um, as a New Yorker, of course, I'm going to tell you yes. There's, there's not another flyer doing the planet than I am. Or, <laughs> but, <laughs> um. <laughs> But, you know, if I'm being if I'm being honest, the answer to that is no. But the reason why that is, is because, you know, there because of the way the Internet works and because the world is literally in, literally in your palms, there is no New York anymore. Right. Like yeah. it's all one big place when New York was at the top of of fashion and at the top of music, you weren't exposed to anything else. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, we were the trendsetters because you literally weren't, well, first of all, because we were fly, but also you weren't exposed to anything else. And New York has influenced still a lot of culture that you're seeing today. You know, the, the jaded New Yorker in me wants to say that all these people are biting New Yorker style, but the thing about it is, like, we've set so many trends and and um opened up so many doors that it's become a worldwide thing so you can't be like oh you know new york is still the flyest new york still makes the best hip-hop music uh new york still creates um the best uh you know ball players basketball players we don't really do any of that anymore period um and the basketball players one is probably the saddest one to me. That's been but, a like, long like, time, though. <laughs> they haven't. There's not a lot of big time hoopers coming out of NYC anymore. 
Yeah, exactly. Which is really sad to me because I grew up hooping in New York. That's why how I got into sneakers in the first place. Anyway, um, so yeah, we don't really do much of that anymore, and that's because you know the the world is a lot smaller now, and we are able to as you know as a population be exposed to a lot of talented and creative people from from around the world. That though, I will want to say that New York influence. Listen. Getting back to the Supreme conversation, first of all, Supreme is a New York thing, period. Period, period, period. I don't know fuck where Supreme <laughs> is now. They're in Tokyo, they're in LA, um, they're in you know Japan, different, several different places in Japan. Supreme is on Lafayette Street in New York, in Soho. That is where Supreme is. So if we're going back to the conversation about Supreme and how Supreme is everywhere on IG and so influential in the space, and why, how are they able to sell Scarface things? That is New York shit, period. So if you are rocking a Supreme thing, you need to know that that is from <laughs> New York, period. The reason why that Scarface jacket exists is because that Scarface jacket was a jacket that existed in uh, the early 2000s that Supreme just flipped, which is what Supreme does. That jacket was a heavy, heavy drug dealer leather jacket in the uh, early, late 90s. 2000s, which they, you know, flipped for their own brand. So if you're rocking that jacket, that is a fucking drug dealer's jacket from New York. So well, you need to know that. I guess so, we know where Greg's next fade's coming from. <laughs> the hell <okay. laughs> So are we, are we still the flyest? And are we, no, absolutely not. But we're still highly, highly influential. Still relevant. Well, I think that's a good way to end the show on that. Um, we appreciate you coming on, like always. Thank you. Um, the show will be up. We'll have the show up by midnight tonight. I'm pretty good at getting it up quick. Uh, Pause. Find yourself in Phoenix. We'll buy you a beer or whatever your vice is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ever find your way around that. here. You know. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we appreciate you coming on. You know, like I said, we're, we watch the show. We're fans of Complex and Soul Collector and everything like that. I mean, Thank if you. anybody wants to say they don't have Soul Collector saved in their bookmarks, they're a liar. All right, if you like sneakers. So, uh, we I hope so. Yeah, so we appreciate you, and uh, hopefully we can talk again down the road. Absolutely. My man. Awesome. Thank you. We'll appreciate you. All right, Thank man. Easy. Peace. Peace.